Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The biggest question you come away from last night with is, is what to do with it. So, Richmond's get everything that they wanted out of the night. You could tell there was, Dermot, I felt there was a stench about it in the first eight minutes. Yes. Richmond knew what was on offer, and we were starting to forecast between 100 and 120 points, and, and that was in the early minutes of the match. I can't remember too many encounters where it was so clear so quickly what the sum total was going to be. Jason Castagna running onto his right foot with a, a shot on offer to snap on his correct foot at goals, turns and goes back inside past the traffic chasing him, albeit a one-man traffic, to snap on his left foot. It just said, this is a training run. There are a couple of things to look at here. I went through the the Eagles list. There are 11 best or core players, 11 of them, Six of them are over 30, and Darling turns 30 in five weeks' time. So that's an enormous chunk. And then you've got blokes like Kelly, because of, he took the long way around. He's 27 already. So they are an ageing list as well. It's a slightly different aspect I take here, but I dislike the fact in AFL football that we are an elite footballing competition and week in, week out, because of the way we structure, we have players having to go out in this elite competition who clearly aren't ready for the grade. And I, and I picked, and clearly aren't ready for the grade. I had the Giants with four last night, which pretty well means after, uh, after your, uh, your first injury sub, you've got to have one of them on the ground at some, st- at some stage. And as they get more physically tired, they just can't compete. They're just not ready. There are reserve-grade players, journeymen, who would have been better suited to playing last night. And I'm not saying let's put them in. I don't know what the answer is, but we have got too many boys playing at the elite level each week who are clearly not ready. And, and the Eagles had their handful of them out there last night. What does it so say about expansion then, Derm? Well, expansion might bring in people such as uh, uh, Levi Casbolt. You know what he is, and he's gone to the Suns, but he's a competitor. You know what you're going to get. I mean, you could drop Levi Casbolt into the Eagles team last night, and he would have been better mm. up forward than everyone bar uh, 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 Kennedy. Mm. Um, so th- that's what I'm trying to say. There is room for players who are thereabouts rather than because of the formation of lists where we have to play. And O'Neill, Stranatica. Yeah. But there's a tipping point, isn't there? These boys aren't ready. They've reached the tipping point, though. Absolutely they have. I know there's been conditions Mm. placed upon them with what's transpired with the state they're in and and how uh, um, COVID has affected them early. On top of that, they got very poor leadership. I think Kennedy's Kennedy and McGovern were the two to really have a crack on every effort. But I was disappointed in Shuey. Perhaps he's still carrying. Really, really disappointed after he's earned points again, Liam Ryan. I mean, he came off like he'd been shot, and then a goal was on offer, and he went back on. 
and a goal was on offer, and he reached a full tilt sprint for 80 metres. That says where your mind's at. You're playing on your terms. So how far reaching should the judgments be on West Coast Kane uh, on a performance like that combined with it? So they have suffered a complete collapse in competitiveness over the past three weeks. Well, there's a a fair bit to it, Jared. The the first point is that this shouldn't mask. So what they've gone through this year with injuries and COVID shouldn't mask where they were at coming into the year. Prior to all the COVID stuff, there was a cliff coming for the Eagles that was staring them in the face that they didn't want to acknowledge. And that's been building for 18 months, two years. Now they've said the club's in a transition phase for the last four years. We'll we'll challenge that in a second. But when you don't have a top 10 draft pick for 10 years, and the last one is Andrew Gaff, and when your last first round draft pick prior to last year was Jared Brander, who's not on the list, there's no escaping what is coming for you. When you give massive contracts to Gaff, McGovern, Nat Nui, Kelly, Darling, Oscar Allen, it's coming for you. Like so, so the mistakes that have been made with this list management is there for us all to see, but no one will acknowledge that because of the issues and that they've been through this year. But this was all happening prior, and I've written about this multiple times in the West Australian paper. They didn't want to acknowledge that they needed to re- rebuild this group, and that needed to happen two years ago. Now we're at the position now where, okay, everyone acknowledges we need a rebuild, but you needed to rebuild two years ago. So they're just the mistakes that they've made in this list, giving up what they gave up for Tim Kelly. So you can mention the players that aren't at AFL level, but you know, Tim Kelly had 12 clangers last night from 21 disposable. Like, that must be a record. 12 clangers from 21. But they're obligated yeah. to try and get him to the club, aren't they? Oh, Tim I Kelly being a West Australian, perfect fit. At that stage, they thought the window was still open and they needed an inside ball winner with a little bit of wheels. He was he was actually the prototype for what they needed. You remember what they gave up for him, though? 16, they gave up a 27, 38 and a future first. It was the yeah. equivalent in the, in the points index of... Between pick one and two. They basically gave up pick one. So, but, but when you're talking about when you think the window is open, and most of us, judging it, thought their window was still open after they won the premiership, and then they fell off the next year in that clearance area. I mean, Sydney won a premiership and thought they could win more by getting Lance Franklin. Mm. He's been glorious. But they haven't won another one since, and they gave up a stack too. It, so, so you have to give up something if you think the window is open. Yeah, one player and to ignore, and because they'd ignored the draft for so long, even prior to that, so any pick they'd had, they'd sort of dished it. Not dissimilar to, I guess, the way that Geelong have done it, albeit Geelong have found some, they've been a bit more clever in the way that they've been able to get the mm-hmm. more mature players that have been able to come in and make an impact. But you just, you ignore the draft for that long, and we're talking 10 years, like compare Melbourne's top 10 draft picks in the period where West Coast haven't had one. And it's no surprise the difference between where those clubs are at. So, yeah, it's just there's a lot of pain coming, and finally they're at the realization of that. Yeah, no doubt. But what do you what do you do now for the rest of the year? I mean, we're round seven, Jared. We're round. How how are they going to deal with um, the beltings that are going to come? I I thought Mark Duffield is an experienced journal over there. He, he he wrote it brilliantly this morning. He said Mick Moldhouse would say the AFL is carnivorous. It preys on the weak. And this is where the once mighty West Coast finds itself this AFL season. They are the weak, vulnerable teams get chewed up and spat out in this competition. And it just doesn't happen once. It continues to happen. Oh, I thought that was very well summed up by a, a person who follows them pretty closely. 
So this was Adam Simpson last night. Is David King for a few weeks has been saying, when will he publicly pull the ripcord? Well, at one and six after just the second triple-figure defeat at home in Perth in their history, Simpson went to it. We're clearly not at the level at the moment and there's so many areas to fix. It's going to take time. No doubt we're in transition. Yeah, absolutely. But we, we still need leadership. Um, we still need... Well, we still need JK at the moment. We still need Shannon Hearn. And there's plenty of room for our kids at the moment with what we've got. So we've exposed 37 players so far this year and five waffle players. So there's going to be plenty of opportunity to get some games into some of our younger players and see where they're at, you know, see see what we can do to assess our list in the next 15 weeks. Um, so there's going to be plenty of opportunity for the younger players to come through and we'll get a pretty clear picture where we're at by the end of the year. We have uh, obviously deviated a fair bit from three years ago. Uh, you know, and no one wants to be in the situation we're in right now, So, but we are. So, you know, the quicker we can accept what's happening and um, be aware of it and action it to, to improve, the better we'll get. So, you know, this hasn't been just tonight. You know, it's it's been it's been here for most of the year, and regardless of what's happened, we we are in a period of transition, no doubt. So that's acceptance of a reality, Sam. How how long will it take? Yeah, well, it's it, the way I look at it. Just coming back a fraction, it's almost Hurricane West Coast because it's the perfect storm in, in many ways. I mean, he's a club who, as we know, have used forty two players by round seven, decimated a by injury, b by COVID, and as Kane says, it has coincided with the closing of the Premiership window. So they're three massive factors, and you do fear for them because. They are, as Kane said, the only club in the comp that haven't had a top 10 pick in the past decade. They had no players aged under 21 last night. But I'm not sure they ignored the draft. So if we put Tim Kelly aside, it does point to a side that's basically never bottomed out. I mean, they're averaging 14 wins across their past 11 years, dating back to that four-win campaign in 2020 and that difficult era off the back of the drug saga and the premiership success they had at that time. So, yes, they gave up too much for Tim Kelly. But if you go back through their draft history, I mean, they, they used a first-round pick in the draft just gone. They used a first-round pick in 2017, 2016, 2014, 2013. So their first-round picks, though, haven't been at that real pointy end because credit to them, they've been in contention for so long. When you go back yeah. and have a look at the win-loss, it is an amazing period of consistency. Are they West Australian choices with their first, first picks? Uh, I'd have to go back and have a look. Players. No, Campbell Chester wasn't. Sandringham Dragons Sandringham. just gone. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then you go back to Jared Brander, who was obviously out but, of Bendigo. But there's a fair gap there between 2021 and 2017. Like that's You just sort of glossed over into the haven't, uh, haven't ignored the draft. There's a large chunk between 2021 and But Tim Kelly is the like only you. Tim Kelly is the only player they've sold the farm for in that period. When you go back mm. and have a look at their trade periods, and granted, that, that was the biggest pick of trade of its kind, basically. And as I said, equivalent almost to, to pick one. I mean, it was frightening what they gave up for him. And he sadly now isn't the player that he was in the hoops at Geelong. But aside from that, Show me a player where they've they've paid above and beyond for at the trade table. Is it the worst place to be in the middle? Like you're saying in contention, but they haven't really gone anywhere near being a premiership contender since 2018. Yeah, 15 wins in 2019, but you win one final, uh, 2020, 2021. So if you're in that middle rung, it's the worst spot to be for those for those reasons. Now, Adam Simpson, ninth year as coach now. 
there's going to be a significant rebuild. Questions are going to come about. Is he up for it? Is he up for it? And and is he Leon Cameron? Is he Ken Hinkley? It's all it's all around that it's, nine ten year period. Yep. And the pressure. So the pressure's coming. Can he sustain the pressure from the West Coast fans? Go to social media this morning and just check out what they're saying. Not dissimilar to Leon Cameron and Ken Hinckley. Is he up for a five-year rebuild? That's what's, that's what's going to take. Yeah, so he's coming up to the decade. He's contracted until the end of 2024, which is a, which is a pretty big fact to, to overlook. But we know that clubs are safeguarded against this now from the AFL when it comes to payout and severance clauses and the like. So he's got a full two years after this one would be... Something that jumps off so the page then. We've concentrated a little bit on, on Tim Kelly. Which of us, had we been sitting in the Brains Trust at the West Coast Eagles, they were, uh, well, forget me, years, 218 they won, 2018, yep. yep. Yeah. They had a downer in 2019. Which of us, between t- season 2019 and 2020, well, which of us wouldn't have said, no, you're not allowed to trade for you, Tim Kelly? You say they had a downer in 2019. I mean, if you count the final, they won They won 16 games. Yeah. They won 16 so games. So which, which of us, when I say downer, well, they didn't get yep. to the, 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 the preliminaries. Wh- which of us would have said, no, you're not allowed to go hard and, and, and trade out uh, picks to get Tim Kelly. I, I would have put my hand up straight away mm. if I'm sitting on their brain stress and say, go hard, go for it. Mm. He's our missing link. Which of us wouldn't have? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I'm probably pro- not sure how I can answer that at the time, going back to that point, but I can guarantee I wouldn't have given Andrew Gaff the money that he got. And okay. I can guarantee you I wouldn't have given McGovern a million dollars. for, for Different conversation, dollars. though. That's yeah, a slightly but, but, different but conversation. It's because it's all, it's all involved in how you put your list together the fact that they're bursting with their salary cap and they're the last team on the ladder is the worst possible position you can be in once you want to completely flip that you want to be at the bottom north melbourne you've got you've got millions in the salary cap to go and spend and to go and sort of improve your list they've got no levers to pull here they've got no draft picks coming through they've got no money to spend and they're last Mm. so it's just it's the perfect the one saving grace they've got though kane is Apart from the handful of kids growing up that like that love the Dockers, who live in that area, everyone in West Australia wants to play for the Eagles. Everyone. And I've always felt, from the word go, they hid players. They hid Kempy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where I still go back to I don't to think that. there's a Dean Kemp hiding yeah. in the woods at the moment, though. There, you can't tell me there's not some seriously talented players hiding out there that just say, I'm not interested, there will be players who will cut their little pinky off to play for the West Coast. I don't agree with that, because No, because I think the the whole genesis of this conversation is that they missed Tim Kelly repeatedly in the draft and that they missed Shea Bolton, which when you're watching last Mm. night go, they, they had a pick before Richmond for Shea Bolton and they left Kelly on the table year after year after year. Mm, so yeah. talk to me. Talk, talk he was good me last out. night, Bolton, too, wasn't he? His yeah, pace we'll out of the front side of the pack was extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. It was it was amazing. So 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 now let's do it now. So I watched Fox footy last night, and, and Ralphie says the Eagles are right into Luke Jackson. So the right in. He hasn't made a commitment yet to Melbourne, and he's discussing his future. Do you do Luke Jackson now, considering he's not a free agent? He's going to cost you... I don't know how they'd even do it, but he's going to cost you two top tenors probably, Sam, or certainly two first yeah. round. And he's going to cost you a million bucks a year for a player who 
isn't playing like a million dollars. He's the favourite of the month, but is he? Is he correct? So, is he so different did, to Oscar so, Allen? So you can't. Oh yeah, he's more you, athletic you, than Oscar you, Allen. Is you he? You cannot Ooh. responsibly do that Ooh. deal. I don't think if you're West Coast. Can if I? Can re, we? If you're rebuilding, Jared. The, can, the first question, Kane, is <laughs> what year do you want to return to contention? So that they have to sit down and go, okay, this is a, a two-year, this is a three-year, or this is a four-year. And if it's a four-year, then you would be mad to go and do those deals right at the start. Is mm. The first is you have to go mm. deep into the draft across two years and accumulate the massive picks that they haven't had. And they're clearly going to finish in the bottom three this year from here. So that's a starting point. You, you're actually jettisoning before you're bringing in so, so if you're asking me, I'd do the Tim Kelly deal. I, I can't remember back to whether I would, but I wouldn't be doing Luke Jackson. No, no way would I be doing. Hang that. on, look now, at it. Look at it the other way. Do we overcomplicate it? Why would Luke Jackson go to leave Melbourne and go to West Coast? There is only money. one. Well, that's big, the big money. Only reason, and that is the only reason. And even that would be a stretch to leave. Not and, money and family. Family though. Yeah. Well, if he's the homesick type, but everything we hear is that he's well and truly happy at so Melbourne. So you basically. Change clubs for three reasons. Location, i.e. family, money, or opportunity. Yep. He's got his opportunity. He's going to get an opportunity wherever he is. They're in contention. Money might help. Family will help. Success, team yeah. success. Is I wouldn't thing. go for him right now because I think Oscar Allen's got a lot of growth and I think Oscar mm. Allen can be as much as people love Luke Jackson at the moment. I'm, I'm all in on Oscar Allen. So, yeah, anyway. if, I, if I'm advising Luke Jackson, say, sign for two years at Melbourne, yep. see how many flags you've won by then, and West Coast, they'll be three times as keen when they're actually ready to rise than and, they are as they plummet to the bottom. And the Eagles are clearly planning for life after Nick Natanui because Tim English is the other one. Now, Tim English is out of contract at, at uh, the Western Bulldogs. They've only just had preliminary talks there. West Coast have said, we're here and we're interested, but until you say you want to come home, we won't back the truck up. So that's that's where that one sits as well. <laughs> and they will. They'll have to. That's the West Coast scenario. We'll get to the Richmond side of the equation. What do you take out of last night from a Tigers perspective? You're listening to Crunch Time. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.